Welcome to the Blind Android Users Channel. This is your source for everything Android tutorials and demos, all from a blindness perspective. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more content like this. Hello and welcome to episode 94 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. I'm Ed Green and I'm delighted to be back. And I'm joined by my co-hosts Warren Carr, Austin Pinto, Doug Cameron, Fee Dunn, Marion Mosen and John Dyer. And we're recording today on Saturday the 24th of September 2022. On the show for you this week, we have our usual announcements section from Austin. Uh, that's followed by our Android Basics section, and this week it's all about the medical emergency and SOS section of your settings app. We continue our perambulation through that. We then have the next episode in our popular commentary screen reader series from Mariam, and we close with a tip of the week from John about using Chrome flags. So since I was last on, uh, uh, 10 episodes or so back, we have a new co-host, John. I know you're not new to the podcast, but uh, we haven't spoken on here before. How are you? I'm good. Good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, slowly recuperating following my broken ankle. Now, John, you've obviously been dire for a while, and I know that's a concern, but I hear there is a firmware upgrade in the offing. Are you any closer from moving to from John Dyer to Joe Average? Uh, no, there. I was guaranteed zero updates. Oh no, you got a Motorola. Sorry about that. Oh, <laughs> uh, that there I was. I thought I thought you might. I thought you might reach Joe Average, but but we love you as you are. So that's fine. Thank you. The good thing though, Ed, is that he has the tractor. He's a tractor guy. <laughs> he does. He does. John Dyer. I like that better than John Deere. Which it's, phone do you think? It's probably. Like? Best that I don't use the tractor, but I do have one. Probably. Which phone is like a field, tractor? Bro. Nokia, probably. The Nokia phone? Is that any probably good? That, well, that's the most tractorish phone, isn't it? <laughs> no, is it like maybe one of, the, one of those from the cats. You know, the caterpillar ones. Yeah, I was thinking a bit slow, a bit sluggish, oversized. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, but all you're doing is plowing the field, right? Yeah. Who needs speed on that one? True. Uh, Warren, how are you? I am doing well, Ed, and we're so thankful that you are back. You're able to move around a little bit now, and so the reason why you're joining us today. So, you know what? You have a beer there, my boy. Can you pop that thing? We just want to celebrate that. Let's do that. I shall can we? indeed. Let me do that now. <laughs> Three, two, one. There we go. There we the go. And you know, doing that on our behalf because we're absolutely happy to see you come back. And uh, we're doing well. We have the fair going on in my little town this weekend. And this year we have something new because usually it's like the last Friday of uh, September, and then. It ends on the first Sunday of October, but this year, for some reason, it's going to last up till the 3rd of October. It started last night. Nice. So Does it have we're all excited. Cars and, uh, candy floss or whatever candy floss is called in the US? It has all kinds of stuff on there, and kids love it. And for me, though, I usually go there for the barbecue 
uh, ribs. And I also like the uh, uh, turkey legs or, you know, stuff like that. Absolutely beautiful. Nice. What yeah. is candy floss called in the US? I have no clue what the hell that is. I'll find out. I'll, I'll go on mute in a bit when we're doing something else, and I'll ask my Canadian wife, and she'll tell me. It's kind of fluffy candy. It's cotton candy. Oh, oh cotton candy. Cotton candy, cotton. yeah, that's right. Oh, kids love that stuff. You know, yeah. bags of that stuff, yeah. <laughs> I'm obviously no. still a kid. I never liked that. <laughs> I love sweets. I mean, no. I love candy, any kind of candy, but not that one. I, I don't care about cotton candy. For, for the avoidance of doubt, I am absolutely not a child, just in case anyone was about to suggest otherwise. Yeah. So you say. Well, maybe, you know, in physicality, maybe, but <laughs> logically speaking, that's up for debate, the debate about all of us. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Dugaboo? I mean, I'm I'm caffeinated, so I'm I'm clearly doing pretty good. <laughs> Trying not yeah, to keep myself good. in too much trouble. Yeah. Mariam, how about you? I'm okay. Yes, you know, not bad. Things are. You haven't been indulging in pyramid selling or anything yeah. like that. Oh no. <laughs> Good. How's Jonathan? Huh? How's Jonathan? Okay. Oh, Jonathan! Moses. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be. <laughs> Well, hey, what you miss though is that she's now the red-headed stranger. So uh, <laughs> the red-headed stranger. She is though. She doesn't have red hair. Do you? Yeah, I don't I have black hair. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and now we have the ed-headed stranger back. We do, we do. And exactly. Austin, Austin, how are you? How's Mumbai? Mumbai is very good. Today we had extreme amounts of rain. The rain was like uh, at least 15 20 minutes, so it's very nice. Oh, that's good. And iPhone, how are you? Yeah, not bad. It's been a bit of a funny couple of weeks here in London after the Queen died, and there was a big queue to see her, her coffin for ages. I didn't go. Um, and then this Monday, we had the Queen's funeral. and a lot of places closed down and flights were cancelled and things like that. But I think we've gone back to normal now. Um, of course, the next thing will be the, the coronation of King Charles III. We don't know when that is yet, I don't think. Um, I also found out that um, that I am now a storm. It's a storm Fiona. And it's also, it's been serious enough to be a cyclone. So take note, I'm not just fiery, I'm stormy now. So, you know, don't, you know, don't mess with me. I'm, I'm Storm Fiona. Yeah, generally difficult. <laughs> and so where are you supposedly making landfall? Isn't it threatening Canada as well? Oh, yeah. Really yeah, it's threatening Canada. Pinned yesterday. Like, yeah, I've, I've already uh, caused power cuts in Puerto Rico. Yeah, if you're the one who's hit Canada, you you've done some good damage. I, I, what can I say? I was I was I was upset. I was having a bad day, you know. But really, you, you had to hit Nova Scotia, the land of the Scottish. I, we did I, catch I some of your wind here in Virginia. I wasn't thinking it through. I just 
I, I just where I was where I was at the time, you know. Just, did you, I, did you I get just got angry out? and that was it. Did you, you caught Fiona's wind, did you say, John? Yeah. <laughs> Here in Virginia. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> we caught a bit of your wind. It was it wasn't oh, pleasant dear. to say the least. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be. <laughs> you, you need to lay off those sprouts. <laughs> Well, in all seriousness, though, if you happen to be living in one of those areas, uh, we sympathize with you guys and we hope that some help is in, on the way uh, because some major damage. And um, Sorry about that, guys. Uh, next time, we'll make sure we keep fee in check. Yeah, yeah we'll I, I, need anyway. to, I need to behave myself, really, don't I? Sorry about that, guys. You mentioned the Queen's funeral. The the, uh, the the road out of London to Windsor goes about a hundred yards past my house. So I uh, tottered down on crutches and uh, little little child, and we waved off the the cortege on Monday, um, oh. which is which is quite good if a little sore. So the you local... didn't fancy queuing on crutches though. No, there was a there was a queue where you could go to the Tate Britain and get a wristband and then disappear until your time was given. But I didn't do that either a bit far and i mean did did either of you guys get the the privilege of seeing the canadian prime minister apparently jamming out at one Karaoke. of your hotel bars <laughs> no, no i heard about it though. yeah i saw it in singing bohemian rhapsody really yeah yeah he's getting so much flack right now for it it's kind of sad he'd obviously had some beverages was he any good can he sing <sighs> I, did you I, hear I, it like was it was it on YouTube? I haven't heard it, but I've just heard about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, me too. And I mean, I'd rather not actually hear it because I already know the backlash that's coming. So I'm like, just, I'm, I'm avoiding it. <laughs> so, Ed, give us a little update as to how you're doing. Um, of course, you are here and that tells us you're actually getting better. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there slowly. So, so I wasn't able to put any weight on my ankle for six weeks post-surgery, which was actually sort of two weeks after it happened because I did it in Canada and uh, uh, came back and had the surgery done. Uh, I've been able to put weight on it a week this past Monday and now I've got crutches so I can start to get about and new stairs so I can go upstairs to do the podcast, which is quite good rather than being anchored to the couch. And uh, hopefully it will continue to get better until I can ditch crutches, because using crutches and a, and a white cane is obviously a bit tricky, but I can't do it. So Very tricky. Um, and, uh, hopefully I can graduate careful. either to one crutch or to no crutches and then, then start to be a little bit more mobile, but at least I'm moving around now. Uh, I have been to the pub. Hooray! Uh, and obviously to the to, to the to, to wave off the cortege. That's about the sum total of my movements. But uh, yeah, it's good to be back on the mend and good to be back on the podcast. Well, welcome back, Ed. Nice to see you back. Thank you. And now we'll turn to our announcement section. Austin, what's what's cooking? What's coming up? So we cannot believe that we are on episode ninety-four. And we are uh, approaching 100. And so we want to celebrate with you. So we will give uh, more information as the day comes near. Do we know what that date is off the top of our heads? Do we know when episode 100 is no, going to be? We don't know that. 
No, not yet. Well, now we turn to our Android basic section and we continue our tour of the settings app. And we've reached the SOS section. So cue ABBA puns, singing along, if you like, that sort of thing. I was going to share a screen and play a little bit of SOS, but I uh, wasn't sure if that might get us taken down for copyright infringement, so I won't do it. So to introduce this section, here is a tour of those uh, medical SOS emergency services type settings brought to you by Warren. So here I am in the system settings and now I will navigate to the item that we're talking about today and that will be Safety and Emergency, Emergency SOS, Medical Info, Alerts. I will tap here to begin. Safety and Emergency, Navigate Up, Button, Out of List. I am now in this area and as you can tell, from the title, this has to be some very private area. This is where you could put your medical information, emergency contacts, and things like that. So, in a sense, this is a very personal area indeed. Let us, however, go through the items that are here, and we may take a look at one or two of these items. Starting from the top, these are the items that we find in this area. Open Personal Safety button in list. We have an item that says Open Personal Safety. Below that we have... Medical Information, Name, Blood Type and More. Medical Information, Blood Type and More. In other words, should something happen to you and you have all that info in here and you happen to not be able to speak, they can look at that info. And if you need like blood transfusion or whatever the case may be, knowing your blood type will know what type of um, transfusion you should get from what uh, blood type that transfusion should be coming from. So you can see why this is important. Next. Emergency contacts, no information. Emergency contacts, that is who to contact should something happen to you and you are unable to speak. Next. Emergency SOS, managed by personal safety. The SOS is managed by that personal safety, whatever it is that you put in that personal safety. As we saw above, that is powered by that emergency um, uh, or personal safety, rather, that we saw up there at the top. And so this will have to do with things like how many times should you press the power key before the emergency is automatically called. Let's move to the next item. Car crash detection. Sign into personal safety. Car crash detection. And this is something that is specific to Pixel phones. And I know that Google is planning to bring that to Android phones in general. But this is an item that is specific to the Pixel phone and I think, as a matter of fact, it should be available to every phone. And that's what Google is planning on working on. Uh, next. Crisis alerts. Sign into personal safety. Crisis alert. You can sign into that personal safety and manage that from there as well. Um, so in other words, basically, it seems like when you tap on that personal safety, it will also have all of these items as well. Let's keep going. Emergency location service on. 
emergency location service is on. Of course, if you want people to be able to locate you when you are in an emergency situation, you will need to have this one turned on. Next. Earthquake alerts on. Earthquake alert. You live in places like California and even Washington. You may want to have this one on. Next. Wireless emergency alerts. Wireless emergency alerts. So things like Amber Alert, some government announcements, and all of that weather, severe weather, all of that will fall into this category. And that would be the last of the items in this general overview. Let's go ahead, however, and take a look at these and see which ones are of great importance, even though these are equally important, yet in the same breath, one could deduce as to which ones he or she would rather uh, make available and which ones not to bother with. Let's start at the very top one, which says personal safety button. Open personal safety button. Open personal safety button. I'll tap here. Welcome to personal safety. Quickly connect to the right help with emergency sharing, safety check, and more out of list. And that's the information we get. And going down toward the middle. Select account, Warren Carr, drop down list. We're told to select an account and we have a drop down with the name in there. And if that's not the account I want to use, I could tap here to go choose another account or add another account. Or below that we have the Continue as Warren Carr button. Continue. And I tap here for example. Personal safety. Progress bar in progress. Detected. Text. C. Personal safety. Add emergency contacts. Heading. Add emergency contacts. We are on this page where we're told to add an emergency contact. And if I move my finger down. Warcare at gmail.com. Keep moving my finger down or you could swipe from left to right. Add contact. Enlist. We have add contact. And enlist we have. These contacts will be used across personal safety features out of list. As you can see, I don't have any contacts in here yet. To help in an emergency, people can view and call these contacts without unlocking your device. So what that means is that if you find yourself in an emergency situation, people should be able to call your contact that is listed here without even the need of unlocking your phone. Skip button. And at the bottom left, we got skip or to the right of that. Next button disabled. We have next disabled because I haven't tapped on where it says to add the contact. Now let's go back to the previous screen. Welcome to personal safety. Quickly connect to the right help with emergency sharing. I'm going to go back here again. Safety and emergency. Open personal safety button in list. And we had seen some other items like Medical information, name, blood type, and more. Medical information, blood type, and more. Let's tab here, for example. Welcome to personal safety. Select account, Warren Carr, drop-down list, out of list. And here we're told to select an account. Again, it's seeing my account. And so the whole idea is the same idea. Toward the bottom of the phone, we have that continue with. Continue as Warren Carr, button. Or continue as whatever your name is. We tab here. Personal safety. Detected. Text. C. Progress bar. In progress. Add emergency contacts. Warcare at gmail.com. And the same idea we saw earlier. Add contact. Enlist. 
and add contact. These contacts will be used across personal safety features, out of list. To help in an emergency, people can view and call these contacts without unlocking your device. Skip, button. Next, button, disable. So as you can see, all these are tied to what I do with that first item. So without doing that, I will have to first create that contact emergency person and all of that. And then all of these will simply tie into it. And that's what this is. And we can look at more, but as I indicated, this is an area that people need to go in and fill out those areas and put in the necessary information that is needed in the case of an emergency that help can be called upon. So that's what these areas are. And now we'll discuss these items and see what the crew comes up with. Well, there we are. Thank you very much for that, Warren. Uh, is there anything you want to say over and above that to kick off the session? So, Warren, what is this uh, earthquake alert that uh, you spoke about? So, the earthquake alert is basically, so if one lives in an area that's earthquake-prone, uh, say you're in California, even here in Washington, so basically the Pacific Coast in general, whether you are in Oregon, California, or in Washington here, uh, even maybe like Vancouver, so we're all along the coast here on the Pacific coast. And we do have some parts of the country that are also, you know, um, earthquake prone. So the whole idea is that you would be alerted when, you know, it's being felt or when uh, it's being noticed, whatever thing is. I I've never seen it in action, so I can't uh, speak to it with any uh, effectiveness, but it's there um, by default, it's turned on, and I think that's a good thing. So it's important to have this on, but if you don't want to, you could turn it off because it's a toggle that can um, turn on or off. Yeah, I should also say, Warren, that this, um, because uh, I looked at it today, and there's something um, in there called test, which you can test like you can see it working and it's going to show you like how things are going to go in case this happens. So if you want to see it in action and try it out, you can do this test um, right there too. Exactly. And like I said in the overview of this area, I wasn't going to go into all of these things because if I did, the whole thing is going to be so long. But people need to go in here and look at each of these things because they're important. They are all about your safety, and that's why it's called a safety. And then you have the SOS and all the uh, crisis alerts and all the Amber alerts and all the different alerts that you can think of. Um, so for those of us who are blind, you know, sometimes these things could be a life-saving thing. And it's not just those of us who are blind, but uh, for everyone else, because if you want some emergency service to reach you, you'll have to enable those things, or if you find yourself in a situation where you're not able to talk, then they should be able to, using your phone, um, you know, call your loved ones or whatever the case may be. And I think my favorite in here will be also the crash detection, uh, car crash detection, because if you don't do anything like in 10 seconds, it will automatically uh, call emergencies uh, for you. So the emergency is right there at your fingertips. So 
Um, whether you're driving or not, I think it makes sense to have it because the person you're driving with may not have that on their phone. And if someone is giving you a ride uh, as a blind person, I think I always should have mine on so that should something happen and the other person doesn't have it, then yours would alert the uh, emergency people to come and give you guys a, a hand or something of the sort. The only problem that I have with it is the fact that this thing is on the uh, Pixel exclusive uh, feature, but Google was talking about about bringing it to some other Android devices during Google I.O., and I'm hoping that by now, you know how it is that Google takes its time in rolling out these things, but I'm optimistic this thing is going to be coming to, uh, you know, Android phones, so it's not just going to be a Pixel exclusive like some of the things that used to be Pixel exclusives. And now we have those on other phones as well. So I think that's one of my favorites. My, Warren, can you explain? Blind people to enable car crash detection because let's face it, none of us are driving without crashing cars, are we? So uh, it definitely needs to be turned on. Sorry, Fee. Um, Warren, can you explain to people who might not get that sort of thing in their countries like for example here in the UK what amber alerts are mainly so we know we don't have to worry about them um, but also because people where you are might might not have used them before either so the amber alert I know it's an acronym and you know people think it was uh, there was actually a girl named amber that was uh kidnapped or abducted or whatever but i know it's it's an uh, acronym of some sort when someone you know uh, abducts a kid because you you have crazy people out there maybe someone having like a custody battle with their spouse or ex-spouse or whatever and we see that happening and again and again uh, i think we had one happen in my area here maybe like um i uh, say maybe like three weeks ago and so that went out and they found the person and the child. So it is a very good thing because when a kid is stolen, yeah, I call it stolen because when you take someone by force, they're stealing that person. And so instead of putting pictures on milk uh, boxes or whatever, like they used to do in the, the past, hey, you know, we're looking for so-and-so. The last time that they were seen, you know, or the last time that the kid was seen was wearing this kind of clothing and all of that. Uh, but an Amber Alert would tell you what kind of car it was that was seen at the uh, scene, you know, carrying the child or abducting the, the child and things like that. Now, those of us who are blind, we may not be able to be of much help there, but uh, the general public will know what to look for, the, the license, if, there's, if the license was captured, uh, but most importantly, the, the type of vehicle, whether it's a Ford, a Toyota, or whatever. And sometimes they'll tell you what uh, the model is, like whether it's from 2022, 2015, or whatever, things like that. So those are type of things that goes in the Amber Alert. It stands for... Amber's, uh, it stands for America's Missing Broadcast Emergency Response and was indeed also named after uh, someone called Amber, uh, who, who, who sadly, uh, yeah, su suffered the fate that Warren, Warren described. Sorry, Fee. Um, so you also have weather alerts, don't you, that we don't have here? 
Yeah, so we have under that cellular alerts or uh, wireless broadcast or wireless alert. In there, you have all kinds of stuff. You have uh, weather, you have maybe there's a pandemic or something going on. Our government can make announcements on there. And so uh, it has different alerts in there as well. Especially for something severe, like if there's a tornado in your area or something like that, you'll get alerts for that type of thing. The other thing to mention about this section as well is that if you do have uh, uh, medical conditions uh, that may incapacitate you and subsequently require uh, revival, so uh, diabetes, uh, if, if you're likely to enter anaphylactic shock, uh, those sorts of things, then, then you might well want to uh, set this in your phone so that uh, people can uh, access your medical information and administer the right treatment slightly more speedily than they would otherwise be able to do. So here is where you would uh, go to do that. I like the fact that you mentioned that, it, and most especially if one puts in their blood type in there, because let's say you are in an accident and you need some blood transfusion or whatever the case may be, and they need to know that. So if there's any emergency blood available, you don't want to be given the wrong uh, blood type. So I think it makes sense that they have these things in there. These things were well thought of in their implementation. And I think the guys that came up with this idea were ex absolutely um, brilliant people for making that uh, available. Because if I'm going to be getting any blood transfusion, I want to make sure that I get the right one. But, you know, the people who do these things or give these uh, medical aids would like to know so that they can give you Im uh, immediate help. So, uh, it, like I said, in the preamble of this, it's a very personal area, yet in the same breath, it's a lifesaver thing because uh, making these things available, you are not helping uh, yourself, but also helping the people who are going to be giving you that aid to know what to do so it's important that you know we go through this and uh, put in the things that we need to put in and i think another one that i like is that contact you know you need to have someone like a family member in the event that something happens and you want someone to be contacted of course something happens the first thing they want to do besides taking one to the hospital is to contact one of your loved ones and so if you put your loved one's contact in here, those numbers can be dialed without unlocking your phone. So it's not going to be giving uh, the emergency people any access to your phone, but simply by just turning on the power and they can just make a call, call your emergency person right there without getting into your phone. So I think that's important. Yeah, how that's done is it is it that they just sit the numbers always on the lock screen or how how do they bring that up um basically what will happen is if you have your a password pin fingerprint whatever that may be on your phone once they go open up open your phone they'll be able to swipe up to access the pin there's a button in that section that'll allow them to access your emergency medical information as well as in that area, be able to get, have your phone call your emergency contacts. So anyone who's a actual first, first responder, whether it's EMS, police, fire, they all have been trained to look for that specifically 
if your phone has been set up and you don't have any password protection to it, they will actually go into your contacts list and look at your ICE, which is your um, emergency contact people. And they will immediately go in there, call that person, or they'll go into your settings and specifically look for your safety and um, emergency settings to obtain your medical info. So it'll all depend how they access your info, whether your phone is locked or not. But all emergency services have been trained to look for the emergency medical info button. Unless you're in a trauma situation, then they will completely disregard anything on your phone. And this yeah. is why if you've enabled these things, then there will be no need of them going into your system settings and all of that, because all of that info would be right there on that lock screen, which, like I said, would not even um, have anything to do with accessing your phone. It's there on that uh, security screen, and, and this becomes available to them, and it's made in such a way that it should be able to make those calls and also give them that medical info. I think it's a great exactly. idea. Yeah. So basically, there's a, there's a button that says emergency, isn't there? Yes. yes. I will actually yes. come up here and tell you what it'll show on a Samsung device. Uh, you'll yeah. have a button that'll pop up. Um, Delete. Emergency call button. Okay, I'm just looking for it here. Oh, I don't have it set up on my phone. So basically, you're supposed to have a button that'll say like emergency call or medical information. And then that'll give them the access. But that's one of the benefits of locking your phone is in an emergency, you don't have to worry about your first responders going through your device, whether intentionally or accidentally. They'll have all the information right on your lock screen. What I'm wondering is, is there... Are there places, for example, to type in what medication you're on and things? Yes. Because yeah. if there are, I just wonder, where's that stored? Is it just on your phone or does it, I mean, obviously, All of that. All so that is if you phone. do a backup, yes. I mean, if, you, if you do a backup, it goes to the cloud, of course. But no, like, it doesn't. No, 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 fear, no. Oh, this, that's not, no. no. This is uh, strictly oh. on your phone. All of that information oh. is stored in the same way your passwords are stored. So in, on a Samsung, your medical information is actually stored on the same chip that controls your fingerprint sensor. So no one ah, else so has access. Just on the so if I get a new Samsung phone, you will have do to I go have and to enter, enter all that, that again. All over again. Yeah, but that's better. That's more secure. That's good. Actually. Exactly. Yeah. That, that applies more widely, by the way. So, so if you have security settings, for instance, which let you, let's say you've enabled the device admin app to let you wipe your phone, for instance, that won't carry across either. You've got to go and deal with that again. I'm not, I'm not so sure how sensible it is that that doesn't all carry across, to be honest. I, I get the sensitivity of some of it. I think, I think they should find a way to enable users to have that ported across because you might remember to set it up. You know, I don't know. How many phones do you think you own, Warren? You know what? Roughly? I'm going to take that as a challenge. I'm going to uh, set it up on my Pixel 6. No, but how, how, no, no. I, I want to make a point, though. How many phones do you own? <laughs> well, Roughly. I have several, but I don't. I know, a ballpark. <laughs> he doesn't even know. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but but how many phones would he have on him in an emergency? Well, no, this, That's this the question. question. But he might carry different okay, phones for different so reasons. I probably 
say maybe 15. Let's do Warren has 15 phones. He sets this up on 14 out of the 15 phones. And for some reason, who knows why, he's carrying the 15th phone that doesn't have it set up the day he needs it. So I don't know why the information information doesn't port across. There's no reason for that information to be device specific when there are other security methods to secure that information. Yeah, it's a bit weird. You know what I'm going to do, Ed? I'm going to I'm going to set it up and then when I get my uh, 7 Pro I'm going to see if it brings it from the other pond just for to go. Well, no, it doesn't. That Doug told us it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't come it across. It doesn't. Yeah. So yeah, because I've never right. done it, so I, I can't yeah. say whether it does, but I don't think it does. I don't think I want you to set it up on all 15 of your phones. What was that? I have a question for you guys. I was going to say am I the only one who here who has accidentally used this emergency SOS where you nope. call I've emergency services. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't do it in this operating system, <laughs> but I did it in a previous life uh, in a pub. Uh, and I was, trying How? To, I was trying to turn off voiceover because it had gone odd and uh, re-enable it. But for some reason, it didn't register one of my clicks. So it did it five times. And I, it was noisy and I hadn't realized it was going we're going to call emergency services in 30 seconds if you don't do something about this. And then this <laughs> alarm went off really loud on my phone, which meant I couldn't hear voiceover to stop the call. Uh, oh and it went through. Yeah, in my case, it was like I was I had just gotten a new phone, like I do, and it was a OnePlus where they have the volume on the opposite side, and I wasn't used to it yet. So I had started playing something that I, that was too loud, and I was trying to turn it down real quick. So I was pressing the power button over and over, and I'm like, the volume's not going down. What's going on here? And then the, ne- the next thing I know, emergency services. And I'm like, uh, uh sorry, I called you by accident. And because at first I was about to hang up, and I was then I thought, don't hang up. They'll like send somebody out. So I was like, Oh yeah, sorry, that was an accident. And she was like, Are you sure? Are you sure <laughs> it was an accident? I was like, Yes. She was like acting like I needed like cough twice if somebody's there, you know. So I was like, No. But what it, that trust also me. does, by the way, is it will notify your emergency contact that you've done it, as I discovered. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Someone's a complete eejit. Look what they've gone and done. It texts them and then they go, are you okay? Uh, so they get they get notified if you press that button and you've stored an emergency contact. I don't want to create a perverse incentive for people not to uh, uh, create emergency contacts, by the way, but that, that happens. Call them by, how would I call them by accident so that I can like avoid doing... It's not the emergency contact you call by accident, it's the emergency services. Yeah, so but how would I do that? I don't want to pre- do that. So how can I... It's not... repeat press of the power if button. Same as it is on iOS. Power, I think on Pixel phones, if you tap it five times, it'll yeah, activate the emergency. I think on Samsung yeah. phones, I think maybe even It's three. either three or four. Yeah. You have to set it to either three or four. I think it's yeah. three yeah. by default, but you could change it to four. But can you cancel yeah. it even beforehand? Will it, will yeah, it you warn can you it's going to do it? Yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah, it's in fact, it's off by default, I think, on Samsung phones. You have to actually go and turn this stuff on. Oh, that's good, because I don't want to be... Th- knowing me, that would happen all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I did it on I did it on a watch once, a watch that Warren wouldn't like because it wasn't an Android one. Um, uh, it's okay. Yeah. Must have been a Fitbit. I, 
and I, I and no, and I, and I had to say, I'm very sorry uh, that was an act because, like, again, I knew you don't hang up because they might phone you back and say, Did you call 999? <laughs> sort of because yeah. in the UK, I never knew Braille could be that. No, it wasn't a Braille one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the other part that I like in here is the crisis alert, and what that is. Is like we were saying earlier before we started uh, talking or recording, is that if there's some bad thing happening in your neighborhood, it will let you know so yeah. you can stay indoors or you're not in the way of, you know, accidental stuff. So that's another. I'm glad we don't have that here. No. <laughs> so I had a, I had a broken ankle in Canada and I wasn't getting much sleep. And I was finally on the interstate to Noddy Land after about five days. Do not disturb. And my phone, I nearly said the naughty word then, made a noise like an air raid siren going off because someone was out shooting people somewhere. And it's like, I really don't care. You don't need to tell me this. I mean, I don't know what it does in New York City or what it would do in stabbings in London or something. But there's absolutely, you know, you need to be able to turn these off. It's really annoying. I mean, well, they're, they're not the one by default, though. At least here in the U.S., you have to turn it on or not turn it on. In, um, I mean, in London, it would be handy when, for example, there was a fire nearby um, a few months ago and the fire brigade was saying people should keep their windows closed and things because it was a, I think it was a tyre factory. So it really stank. It was really bad. Um it might be handy to have things like that, but yeah, if if they, if well, we have noses think, and stuff like that, they don't. We like you knew it. Well, yeah, there's, there's that. They presumably, unless you, you shut your window. Like. Unless if you don't can't smell it, it means you might have COVID. But um, yeah, um, I guess if you get all factory issues, that's different. Does everyone yeah. need emergency alerts? But I think, um, judging by the amount of helicopters I hear around here if they had it for every single time there was some sort of crime nearby i'd just be throwing the thing out of the window because it would never shut up making annoying sounds i just thought it was really 1984 where the little screen goes off in the you know in the flats they all have to go and do stuff it's like no i don't need this and didn't you say everyone's phones went it wasn't just yours yeah oh no no it all went that's the whole point so everybody woke up yeah. Oh no. Even if Do Not Disturb was on. Oh dear. What'd be really good is if if you have your location services on, if it knows you're at home, like you know, or like in a residential place rather than walking about sort of thing, that it would not go you know, that'd be mind you, I suppose you could be still awake and about to go out, but if it's three o'clock in the morning or something, that's a bit stupid. That'd be quite a lot of privacy information exposure as well, wouldn't it? Well, it would, wouldn't it? Yeah. know where all their citizens were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not so sure I'd be down with that. No, I don't mean it would. Te- I don't mean telling the the government all that. I just mean the phone could go. I'm not going to make this big noise now because the person's not out anywhere. But See, I, I would have thought that's what the do not disturb settings were for. Well, yeah, <laughs> there's that as well. <laughs> oh yeah uh no doubt we'll get them soon uh i'm sure these alerts will come to us and we'll have oh, to no. yeah and so really 
this is an area that people could go in there, like I said, you know, lots of them, at least uh, here in the U.S. And uh, the good thing is that you can choose which ones to turn on and which ones not to turn on. And um, you guys go in here, explore it, and see what it is that you would like to enable and what you will not like to enable. And now we have the next in our series demonstrating the best screen reader, screen reader on Android, Commentary, brought to you by Mariam. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of CSR's Basics. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about a few things that I think are really important that we needed to cover before, and now we have the opportunity to do so. Um, the first thing we're going to talk about today is uh, virtual screen, which is a pretty cool feature um, that the uh, app provides um, with which you can actually deal with uh, inaccessible apps. Um, it uses OCR to pretty much identify the whole screen for you and label the unlabeled buttons. It's, it's a pretty cool feature. Usually what happens when you turn it on, it takes about 30 seconds for the app to um, identify the screen depending on your internet connection um, and it identifies the whole thing for you, which is, I think, an amazing feature um, that uh, is going to be pretty useful. Um, to so many people. It's pretty much the same as um, the feature that's in JAWS, Screen Reader JAWS, and MVDA2. Um, also, I think VoiceOver on iOS has the same feature, though I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> um, we also are going to uh, be talking about uh, some new features that uh, got uh, included uh, in the uh, new update of the app. We also um, are going to talk about random, uh, like some random settings in the uh, the whole screen meter. Again, I advise you all, if any one of you wants um, certain things to be demonstrated, feel free to reach me out at any of the communication methods, and I'll be happy to demonstrate those for you. Let's get started and get right into it. Um, I will. Um, use the virtual screen with True Color. So, True Color is a call identifier app, and I think someone on our mail list was asking for um, an app that is a call identifier. Um, I personally use True Color, and the first thing that happened with me was the fact that when I first opened the app and I signed up, the signing up process was pretty accessible, but then, um, the app was not accessible, surprisingly, even though I have installed it before and it was completely accessible. I had to use virtual screen to do my thing and it worked pretty well. Also, we have a food ordering service. It's called Talabot. And sometimes, for some reason, the screen meter seems to lag with it seems to not find certain buttons to order or some things like that which are pretty necessary what i did was i used the virtual screen feature and i was able to identify all the buttons in the app and it worked pretty well um so we'll see about that it's pretty good because it, again it detects um Everything it identifies buttons, and it works pretty well. Let's um let's do it and try it out. 
So PM. Back button. Access. Home button. One, your camera. we are going to go to True Color. Page three, app screen. G Show Plus. One note of me. My teams. High native. Search. More options. Search. High. IEL teams. IE True Color. One note of True Color. Keep button. Search numbers. Names and more. Purple button. Um, as you can see, it's actually accessible for some reason. Like, I've when I first opened it, it was not accessible. But we have some button, purple button. unlabeled buttons here. Let's see if um, the screen reader is going to identify all of these buttons. And by the way, sometimes they can be um, some things that are hidden that you didn't notice. And when you use the um, when you use the, the virtual screen feature, they actually um, become clear and you can see those hidden buttons or graphics that you didn't see search numbers main menu main so menu. to get to the virtual screen what you can do is either um do a shortcut for it or a gesture for it as we learned before and i will do um i will touch up on that in just a minute or the uh normal thing that any user can do without doing any shortcuts or gestures or setting anything up they can open the main menu and then more button um Click on more main menu. Main menu. and then Function. reading list browsing. Find the virtual Note screen. Read the whole full text. Full text. Voices. Recognize commentary. Cat extensions. Tools. Programs. Disable. Disable. Notification. Notification. Advanced. Edit gesture. Disable. Cart. Virtual screen. There you go. There is it. So the virtual screen will open. Um, we'll click on it. Red search numbers, names, and more. It just said recognizing, by the way, but um, the screen reader. Capital S. Yeah, and when it does that, it means that it. Uh, it's actually done working now because the app actually the true color app got an update a couple of days ago it was uh things got improved so that's why it didn't take too much time usually when it's um like a totally inaccessible app it takes more time multi-click mode checkbox unchecked we have those settings those are related to the app multi-click mode that's when um, you can use like multiple fingers to click on things real-time recognition checkbox unchecked real-time recognition this is actually a pretty cool feature that i see um it's really useful so what it does it actually detects um things that are not recognized by ocr in real time which is amazing so the things that the screen reader missed or anything like that or if you get to another page of the app while still in virtual screen mode because um we're going to cover that in a minute virtual screen mode you cannot like it's in full screen mode and we're going to talk about setting that how can you get out of it um a gesture that you can um you know set up from the settings so it's in full screen mode so you cannot really find any of the um like the if you have the navigation bar the recents uh home and back buttons you cannot be used Full stop. Um, in that case, so real time recognition. If you are in full screen mode, you cannot What's use OCR. Um, you can use the real time recognition to recognize any buttons for you. Capital M. And we start with the buttons and the things that it recognize. Search numbers, names, and more. You have the search numbers. Capital D. Capital S. Capital C. Two meters. Two D. Setup video. Mom. Solaris food. Mom, set up 2D. Um, it sometimes can mess it up. Like, the buttons are not really, they're not really labeled, right? But, there's something. Set up video. This one, this was not labeled. 
Mom, so caller ID. Mobile, caller ID. Mobile. You can literally press any of those buttons and it's going to work Mobile. perfectly. Mobile, caller ID disabled. Fine. Um, caller ID disabled. This one was not accessible. You can um open that to turn it on. Set true caller as default caller ID app to block. Calls and identify numbers. Learn more. Enable. Mom. Enable. Seven. Two N. Outgoing call. Yesterday. Um, it shows you calls and all that. Now, what you need to do to get out of this. There's no cancel button. There's no, nothing to, you can do. But what you can do is basically, you, you can use the gestures for like back and, and home. Or you can, if you... To end, set, set, call, mobile, 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 call, cookies. Uh, if you can click on any of these. Long press keypad button. It got you out of it, right? So it got you out of the virtual screen. Home button. Now. One UI camera. Um, I, um, if you want to use a gesture to get out of the full screen mode with a certain gesture, because I know this can be a pain for some people. If you use Android 11 or above, what you can do is, you can do to go to main menu, main menu, main menu current time, disable program settings, program settings, plus, back button, one UI home, labels, default, okay. labels, default, main menu, extensions, voices, extend program settings. Reading settings. And you can go to bug, bug, size, uh, back button, extension tools, download additional resource tool, advanced settings, advanced settings, advanced settings, backup and restore, cloud backup, use commentary wallpaper, beta, cloud backup, others, profiles, menu customization, profile, other settings, other set, checkbox, cursor highlight, use the custom phonetics interpretation data, cursor, check, other settings, enable auto up, download commentary screen, back button, advanced set, use common, navigate up button, back button. Recent button, one UI, true caller, voice recorder, voice re stop button, pause, pause. So, accessibility button, back button, recent spot, one UI, re G2 plus, advanced settings. We go to the advanced settings and auto start plugins, we article reading, auto schedule tasks, resource manager, go to commentary text, operation settings, operation settings, operation set, operation, use gestures to switch candidates while typing check, box unchecked controls whether shortcuts, what we're looking for is, remember, lift your finger to act, lift your finger to act, use one finger full screen navigation gestures, check box unchecked, swipe up from the bottom part of the screen to execute full screen gestures, Android 11 and above. This one, what it does is, it executes full screen gestures, right? So there are certain, certain, um, like gestures in the, um, app the screen reader itself that are full screen like the granular granular editing mood um or the um virtual screen for instance this one will execute those and also turn them off if like you want to get out of them which is a pretty cool feature because sometimes sometimes you won't be able to get out of um the full screen mode now i should say that in certain apps they can um like right away, straight away, um, get you into full screen mode and you don't need it. And you feel like you want to get out of it, but you don't know how, so you get stuck. Um, that's how you do it. Again, you can also use the back and home gestures if you set those. Those can totally work in full screen mode. Can you get you anywhere else? Um, but I'm talking here about people who use the navigation part. 
uh, the navigation bar, um, they can use that. Also, um, what we're going to cover today as well is a pretty cool new feature in the sound scheme. I forgot to talk about that one last time, but it's actually it's a simple feature, not really something major. It's a minor thing, but uh, I know that some people have been asking for it. So um, we want to go to the sound scheme settings. 127p back button advanced settings. We've already like um gone through that before and explained every single item, but um labels default. I want here. So we have the sound feedback checkbox check. The checkbox if you want to enable sound scheme. I'll go sound scheme volume. I'll go over them pretty quick. Um the volume. Sound scheme. The sound scheme, if you want to pick one. Apple Team Original Team 570 Sound Scheme. The title of the sound scheme that you're using right now. Sound Scheme Manager. The manager, if you want to, um, you know, uh, like, pretty much adjust or rake, edit any of the sound scheme. By the way, Apple Team Original Team 5. this title, if you also click on the name of the sound scheme, um, you can uh, definitely edit the settings of it, like, adjust sounds and all that. If you want to, you know... Um, change any certain sound of the scheme. Some people actually can do sound scheme that have lots of sounds for only like one action and you can change them, which is pretty cool, I feel like. Um, so you can do that. We already, we have an episode um, in which we explained that in, uh, in more details. Sound scheme, download more sound themes. And we want this one, download more sound themes. Now, uh, for you to download like an earlier versions of the app, the screen reader, if you wanted to download sound schemes, what you had to do was go so to, Yuri. Full stop. to the download. What you needed to do is go to download additional resources and then go to a sound scheme and then pick one. But here, download sound scheme. Download more sound theme. If you click on that button, sound scheme. Sound, enter keyword text box. It gets you right into downloading sound scheme. The server to download all the sound schemes. Button, enter keyword text box. You can look for a certain sound scheme here. Type just a name of it and you can find it. Button. This button, this unlabeled button, or I should say untranslated button. It's probably in Chinese. It's probably labeled. That's for fact. Because it's screen reader, obviously. This is to clear the edit box. And here we have all the sound schemes. You can definitely click on any one of it and then hit download. And then when it gets downloaded, it would tell you if you want to import it to the sound schemes or not. Once it gets imported, it will get you right into sound schemes that um, so that you can... Um, Select it and use it right away. Now, we are going to talk about something else, which is uh, actually pretty important. People sometimes want to use it, and I don't personally do use it, but um, some people I know are um, wanting it. So, let's go back. Back button. Feedback settings. G to plus. And we need to go to the operation settings. Notification read, reading settings, notif advanced settings, extensions. Now, don't mess things up. Don't confuse between, get confused between the operation settings 
in the advanced settings and the operation settings um, that's like in general right so because there there's a huge difference between both notification re reading settings operation settings so we need the operation settings in general which is right just when you open just the program settings operation set heart scheme set shortcut keys heart scheme clicking action settings we want clicking action settings clicking action setting clicking act single tap activates the focused item checkbox unchecked controls whether clicking only once on the element activates it this is what we're looking for so here in the clicking actions you can pretty much um select every like clicking action that you do if you want a single tap i know um some people actually love the single tap and they don't prefer using the double tap which is pretty cool i mean um it's a matter of taste so you can definitely turn that on and it will pretty much you can use the single tap it was a beta feature but now it's not lift your finger to activate the item under it checkbox unchecked controls whether lifting the finger off the screen activates the element under the finger if the finger is kept on the screen for a certain time the element is not activated so what this means is usually um you can what we do um we usually swipe and lift our finger then double tap right but here what you can do if you enable this feature you can pretty much keep your finger on the screen and uh, start scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And once you want to scroll a certain item, you can just lift your finger right away. If your finger stayed longer, the screen reader would consider it that it's that you you know would consider it another action, which we'll talk about in a minute. So it really depends on the time period that you um like keep your finger um on the screen. So you need to like. Um, let the screen reader know whether once you lift your finger it would activate the item or if it's just you're just keeping your finger on the screen to probably long click which we'll talk about in a minute use the raw click instead of accessibility click checkbox unchecked controls whether a raw click is used instead of accessibility click this option simulates a physical click in the element's position which might improve accessibility of some applications right so this one is pretty useful i would say because in certain apps once you try to click on items they usually don't work for some reason um i used to uh, well so in the story graph app if you use it which is a book tracking app once you use it and you want to add a book to your to read pile or tbr or want to read list or whatever you want to call it um when once you op like click on that button it doesn't work what i do was i um set a gesture for a raw click because you can do that you can set a gesture for it you can either set a gesture for it or you can um include it in the menu the main menu and use it once you like when you need it or you can enable it right away and use it to um you know, in everything without needing to like, um, setting a gesture for it. I prefer honestly because not every single apps, like not every single app, would do that with me. So I usually, um, just enable it what I want. But if you do want to enable it in every like thing else, you can definitely enable that. Checkbox check. And checkbox on check. It'll work pretty well too. Perform the long click action when finger stays on an element for a long time. Checkbox unchecked controls whether the long click action is simulated when your finger stays on a given element for one second. Right. So this one works along with the item that we talked about earlier, which was use the lift your finger to activate the item under. It checkbox unchecked controls whether lifting the finger off the screen activates the element so, under the finger. If you enable this, 
and enable. Use or perform. The long click action when finger stays on an element for a long time. Checkbox unchecked control. Then the screen reader wait. If you lift your finger right away, it take it as a click. If you leave your finger for a second, it will consider it as a long click. That's why they work together. That's why I mentioned that before, like earlier. Display the shortcut menu on long press checkbox unchecked controls whether the shortcut menu is displayed when your finger stays on an element for a longer time. This one works with them as well. What usually happens? You keep your finger on the screen on a certain item. Lift your finger right away, it'll click. Leave it for a second, it will long click. Leave it for two seconds, it will um, expand the shortcut menu for this certain app or certain item. Excuse me. Display unavailable actions in the shortcut menu. Checkbox checked. Unavailable actions which means like the actions menu, um, usually like there are certain actions that are not available. Um, I prefer leaving that on because sometimes the screen reader wouldn't know which actions are available, which actions are not. It doesn't happen often, but it does in some cases. Double tap and hold delay 750. The double tap and hold delay. Um, so usually I, this one I leave it like it is because it's not really a delay, but some people want it to be faster, especially with older phones it will work pretty well so this is like 750 milliseconds you can definitely open this double one. tap and hold delay double short unchecked double tap and hold delay we can pick short unchecked short medium checked medium long unchecked long the, oh like the medium checked the medium is the one checked here which is like 750 long unchecked long cancel button double tap and hold short unchecked you cannot type in uh, a value unfortunately you can either pick short medium or long in that case Back button. Clicking act. Lift your double tap and hold. Lift your clicking action set. Lift your finger to activate the software navigation key under a checkbox unchecked. So the software navigation key, which is when you have a certain like uh, navigation key in a certain app and you just lift your finger of it, it can work right away. It doesn't have to be a double tap uh, action either. So this is how like things you know how how it goes here lift your finger to activate the display unavailable uh, action tick lift your finger to activate the software navigation lift your finger to activate the menu option under a checkbox unchecked double tap and hold lift your finger to activate the menu this one is also important so if you remember we had this uh, circle thing with dog back when uh, you know before the menus when you used to like spin your finger in a circle and lift your finger off like when you want like to select a certain item this is Pretty much the same. Usually, when you open a menu, you use the gesture, like probably the down or right gesture, and you keep your finger on the screen and you start scrolling. And once you um, get to the item you're looking for, you just lift your finger and it's going to activate it right away. This is how it works. So that's what I love about this computer. It's pretty customizable for some people who want just to use like the clicking. Uh, you know, the, those clicking actions, they can definitely um, activate them and use them right away. If people want to use the, just the usual double tap and swipe, it's perfectly fine as well. This is what's really perfect about this screen reader. Now, um, I'm going to talk about uh, something that's also really crucial for people who have some problems with the screen reader. I know I touched up on that, uh, the previous episode but you know it won't do us any harm especially with people who have some problems with the screen reader and killing the screen reader because it can be a huge issue um 
if you don't have any screen reader else. Although let me like take this to speak about a, a pretty important thing that you need to do. If you have a Samsung phone, you can select up to like I think three shortcut keys: the volume up and the power button or a side key, if I um I should say, or the two volume buttons. Or you can even pick an app and use the side key. If you click on it two times, you can pick a certain app to to um, for for the system to to turn on. So I usually what I do because sometimes I can get stuck, which doesn't happen often, but it, you know, just in case, I usually um, like get talk back. I give it the permission to use the side key. And up button, the What's volume up button, and CSR. I give it the permission to use the volume up and volume down buttons. So that's what I do because whenever I get stuck, whether it was talkback or CSR, because it can happen, right? Like everything is possible. I can turn the other screen reader on, and it will get me right to it without needing any sighted assistance. Also, something to keep in mind, you can also use Bixby or Google Assistant to um, do either of the things. You could just, you know, say Bixby, call it, I don't want to say like the magic message. Um, and it like tell it to turn on talkback or uh, get you to the home screen, by the way, it can work too. Or it can you can tell it to restart the phone. But also keep in mind that uh, if you want to do any of these actions, if you have a fingerprint on or a pin set, you would have to open that. You would have to unlock the phone first because it doesn't trust anyone else. It can be someone else messing, messing with your phone. Clicking action setting. Display the shortcut. Now, uh, killing the screen reader. We need to go to advanced settings. Back button. Operation settings. G to apply, G to apply, extensions, advanced settings, advanced settings, auto start plugin, schedule tech, resource manager, commentary tech, operation set, power management settings, power management settings, labels, default, power management set, power, power saving mode, checkbox unchecked, it is recommended to check this option when the standby power consumption is too high. Right, we, we've already like uh, gone through that before, but uh, the, the, like, it's the power saving, because I see so many people talking about this, the power saving, if this cream reader consumes so much of the battery, because it's always on standby. Notice, screen meter, CSR, is always running in the background. It's always on top of every certain app. So it can definitely consume your battery, especially for certain phones. What you can do is use the power saving, right? Prevent killing the screen reader checkbox checked. It is recommended to check this option if the screen reader is often killed by the system. Prevent killing the screen reader. It's actually checked by default. Prevent killing the screen reader checkbox checked. It is recommended to check. It's checked by default. Right, so this prevents the screen reader from being killed by the system. Certain systems fight the screen reader, thinking that it's not usual process. So usually, when you give it this permission, it um, doesn't happen often. Power management settings. But if you did all these things and the screen reader still is being killed by this uh, by the system, what you can do is back button, Advanced go settings. back, other settings. Backup and restore. Cloud backup and restore. Use commentary wallpaper. Beta. Off some phones have extreme battery. Restrictions enabled by default. If the screen reader is killed by the battery optimization module, enabling this option will set commentary screen reader as a wallpaper host, reducing this effect. Right. So this feature is pretty useful because 
um, if you, um, you know, like activated all these settings and enabled them, um, what you do is, it didn't work, right? What you do is you go to the advanced settings like we are right now and enable this. Keep in mind that this one is still in beta, but um, they work on it. They work on it. It actually gives the screen reader the permission to be like to work as a wallpaper. Um, so the developer is doing his best, his absolute best, because some people are actually complaining about certain um, issues with killing this creator, the screen reader being killed by the system um, operations, which is totally understandable. I hope all of you are like just patient with us because apparently this, the 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 developer is working pretty well. He's trying his best. He's doing hard work, working really hard to um, like day and night to get the best work for you out and for any user. So you just have to be patient with him, and um, things are definitely going to pick up um, pretty soon. So that was it for today. I hope uh, you liked. Um, the episode today and it was useful for you again if you have any questions feel free to reach me out at contact us at blindandroidusers.com and I'll be happy to answer all your questions and um, to demonstrate all the features that you like um, hope you like this one and um, see you next week thank you so much for listening isn't it good Warren to have such a fully featured screen reader on the operating system <laughs> I don't know how much time we're going to beat this dead horse to death. Uh, <laughs> done you just, you you just know, admit it. He's, you he's know? got to rub it in on me yes, every you single time. just admit it because <laughs> let's face it. Let's face it. If you count futures, futures definitely, you know, um, oh are better. God. Like, uh, talk back. No. Although okay. I was actually thinking talk back. There's, there's something, though, that I will say I, I like about. Uh, the commentary uh, screen reader that John had talked about, and and that's the ability to uh, use a gesture to mute the microphone if you know what you're doing. Yeah, the shortcut. So I, I I give them credit. I think that's brilliant. Shortcut gestures, by the way, for the listeners, you can actually find this episode. I think it was like the eleventh or old falls or something. Um, just like one of the last points. We explained that and went over it, and uh, it's such a cool, cool, cool feature. Yeah. Yep, I'm using uh, it right now. Yep. I mean, whatever you think of commentary, I, I, I saw someone, I can't remember if it was the email group or Telegram the other day, described TalkBack as highly customizable, which I thought was a very odd description of TalkBack, what? because obviously what? highly oh. customizable, it absolutely aims. Like oh, on, on, yeah. on anybody's measure, <laughs> no, even if commentary didn't exist. <laughs> Haven't you met? Like, did you did you meet Talkback? Like, did you know? Like, I don't know. Like, on what on what on what level is it highly customizable? <laughs> it just isn't. I mean, that's I fine. Say, like, it, well, I'm not I, saying it needs I, to be. I have to say, compared with I, I was mucking about with my Amazon Fire tablet the other day, which I mean, they have their own version of Android, but it is a an Android variant. And compared with their screen reader, Voice View, TalkBack definitely is customizable. Oh, God. Compared, compared to any screen reader on any other operating system, it isn't, is it? Like, <laughs> like compared to commentary, compared to, you know, I don't care really, narrator, NVDA, Jaws, voiceover, it just isn't. Computer. 
thank you, Austin. Comment You're the, the best. best screen reader. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, thanks for waking Austin up, Miriam. Um, no you know, problem. You, you talk about <laughs> you talk about the Joshua screen reader, and the Joshua screen reader woke Austin up. Great. <laughs> that's that's how beautiful it is. You know? I use mm -hmm. both of them though, and that's the beautiful thing is that you can use more than one. You can. You still I, have I just to... To... But John, you have so many phones. Like, how do you do that? Uh, I. How do I use two screen readers? No, I mean because I thought commentary had to be just on one phone if it was the fully featured oh, version, I just, or if they changed I just that transfer now. my license when I get a new phone. I just send a, an email to the developer, and usually within like 24 hours, he'll transfer my license. Yeah, Isn't really... that like really annoying? Mm, not really. No. It actually, he did it within it like three minutes for Lee, last week. Not for John so much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, he's going to put a filter on his email for like, yeah. John. Yeah, but if you will make people, rather than give them just a sign-in or something, if you will make people email you all the time, it's sort of your own fault, really, isn't it? I agree with you, actually. Yeah. Especially the fact that it's only one developer, can you believe it? Like, it's only one person who does all this work, which is surprisingly pretty, like, pretty funny to me. I mean, other than the translators who translate the app, but... So for the most part, it's one developer. He applies to emails, yeah. develops the app. It's just... And it's very, it's a very usable screen reader, even if you don't have the premium version. So I can still get it up and running immediately, but I just won't have any of the premium features until I transfer for my gestures, license. For gestures, the um, virtual screen, the OCR, yeah. Anyway, I, I think that he should come up with a better implementation on how people activate those licenses. Uh, when you have a new phone, you know, this was one of the things I didn't like about mobile speak or talks, you know, all of that. I think that was one thing I didn't like. You know, yeah, you, okay. you that get was a, annoying. You know, tied to your phone, that's stupid. I don't want to be using a, a one phone and then, you know, when I get a new phone, I have to go find where you're hiding at and try to get that. I think that's stupid. I think what's his, what he's going to implement next is the fact that he's going to kind of like probably, probably sync that with the account because usually you can make an account on the server. So probably this will be the case um, futurally. Because with mobile it, speak, I think they did make it so that you could tie it to your phone number after a while. Yeah, I don't like that. So what 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 if something No, happens? but it was better than your phone. So at least you could get and put your SIM in a new a different phone. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that was better sense. than just yes. being tied to the phone, but it's still a bit annoying. It is annoying. And and my whole thing is that we talked about emergency here in this um, episode. What if something happens to that guy? And he can respond to, you know, stuff. Yeah. You are toast. So I think the whole thing is silly. Um, there should have been a better way of implementing that. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I think I think, I think there, there might be wider strategic questions for the screen reader if something happened to the guy. Yes. Uh, as, as well as some administrative tactical ones about activations. Yeah, I can just um, send him an email like, what, what if something happened to you? What if you died? No. He needs to listen to the Blind Android Users podcast, episode 94. Uh, Miriam, yeah. do me a favor, email, tell him to listen to episode 94. 
Imagine, imagine that you you send him an email. Subject: <laughs> What if you die? <laughs> well, they do. Don't oh, you video replies say, "I don't care that will I? I'm dead." That, I'm is, that is the best email ever. Yeah, you know what? Probably go in your spam. They probably they probably think it's an advert for a funeral director or something. <laughs> But no, seriously, uh, he needs to do something about it. And I can see why he may not want to do that because it's possible. we got a lot of brilliant people out there. Someone could hack the water yeah. on the side. Uh, but, yeah. but then uh, that's why he needs to bring the damn thing onto the Play Store and, and call it good. It's not his problem, you know? Like, oh, wait. <laughs> It's like well, we a... had the um we had the guy from that what was that fitness app called Revision on, and that was just that was on the Play Store, wasn't it? So once you have an account, you can just use it on whatever phone. Uh, you yeah. could even use it on iOS as well. You know, if well, if, if, you, if it's your account, I think Super Sense does. There's plenty like well, I would have. Much that, better. Yeah, much better Super system. Sense does, Envision does, Acapella, you know, TTS mm-hmm. Engine. They all yeah. do it. I mean, so why is it so difficult? And exactly. you know, doing things the yeah. old school way. Hell, I just you don't use like on up to like five phones at the at the same time with your email. It's not really a problem. So yeah, I think this is the downside of the whole the whole screen reader. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. Uh, and it was on the Play Store briefly, although you couldn't make in-app purchases. It was, through. but apparently, well, so you used to get updates, but they were pretty like delayed, and not all the features would come, which no. was hilarious. But that's and what betas. That's what betas. Purchases. That's what yeah. betas are for. You know, people who want uh, quicker updates to just, you know, um, opt into the beta. No, that, that's yeah. not my point. The thing is, they used to, well, so you, they release updates pretty much every month, like every single month regularly. But on the Play Store, you like to get updates every six months or so. No, no, no. No, no, I, the, com- I, the commentary no. version in the Play Store did. He didn't update yeah, the commentary but, but, version. But that's, that's his fault. It's not the Play Store. Yeah, I know. If, yeah, he, can, if he can build up, push out uh, updates every week on the Play Store, the Play Store is not going to tell him, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. They wouldn't do that. Yep. But that is the best it's email great. ever. What if you die? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think what we should call this episode what if you die. Don't ever you know, don't do don't try this at home, folks. You know, don't send everyone your emails that say what if yeah, you what die. You it's not a good oh, you probably oh, can listen though there's nothing to fear about death it's reality whether we like it or not you, you know it's something that will happen to every one of us so i'm not afraid of stuff like that. To say, oh, no. <laughs> i mean that would be a good way to make people read your emails though thank you i wouldn't I, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I wouldn't i'd think it's spam and delete it straight away you know. uh, me too. but i think if you want like want people to read an email on a mail list or an announcement or something like, what if you die guys I was like, what i would read that just out of sheer curiosity <laughs> yeah and then read it and we close the podcast this week with a tip of the week from John. And this is about using Chrome flags. Hello, John here. And for the tip this week, this is going to be for our low vision listeners. 
and it has to do with dark mode. A lot of low vision Android users choose to use dark mode because it makes things a lot easier. The problem though is that although it applies to a lot of apps and it even applies to Chrome, it doesn't apply to the actual websites. So I'm going to show you how to change that so that you can view just about any website with a dark theme. So first thing you're going to do is open Chrome. Chrome. Search or type web address, edit box. And now where we would normally put the web address we want to go to, we're going to put Chrome colon slash slash flags. So that's C-H-R-O-M-E colon forward slash forward slash F-L-A-G-S. And you're welcome to use whatever keyboard you want for this, but just to make it easier, I'm going to use a talkback voice command. Type Chrome colon forward slash forward slash flags. C-H-R-O-M-E colon slash slash flags. Edit box. Search or type web address. Go. Window Gboard. I'm going to hit go on the keyboard. Web view. Keyboard hidden. Edit box. Search flags. Search flags. Available. Unavailable. Detected. Text. Q-Shark flags. Okay, so it's brought us to the Chrome flags page in the browser. And the edit box is in focus to do a search because there's a lot of settings in here, but we know exactly what we want. So we're going to search for dark mode. Type dark mode. Dark mode. One result for dark mode. All right, and so on this page we should find... Collapsed, default, menu pop-up button, auto dark mode for web contents. There's a drop-down menu that you can open up and select different ways to change the colors. Chrome. Checked. Default. It's on default, by default, of course. Enable. I'm going to select Enable. Chrome. Expanded. Default. Menu pop-up button. Auto dark mode for web contents. Now, there's a lot of different options you can choose. I just chose the basic Enable, but there's a whole bunch of different methods of inverting colors or changing colors that you can choose from. But this has worked out for me, so that's the one I use, but you can toy around with the different ones if you would like to. So after you've changed this drop-down, what you're going to do is near the bottom right, Relaunch button. you're going to have to hit the relaunch button because this won't take effect until Chrome has been relaunched. One UI home, Chrome, Chrome. 0% progress bar. Edit box. Search flags. Search flags. Detected. Text. Search F flags. Okay, so it's restarted Chrome. I'm still on the same page. And from now on, all of the websites should show up in a dark theme. Thanks, John. Uh, that's it from us for this week. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we shall all see you next week. Often, where can people find us? So people to locate us, they can email us with their questions or feedback or comments or recording submissions to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. They can browse our website, blindandroidusers.com. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash blindandroidusers. Subscribe to our mailing list, blindandroidusers, plus subscribe at groups.io. 
the links for telegram and twitter clubhouse will be in the show notes with all the other links so that is it from us this week say goodbye folks bye goodbye later bye everyone thank you so much thanks for listening to another clip from the blind android users channel don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you're notified of every new material that we upload Thanks again for listening to the Blind Android Users Channel.